0: Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers. I am your host, Joshua Tracy.
1: And I'm Corbin
0: Heller. And today we will be doing, just as we did at the top of the 2019 MLB season, we will be doing our 2019 NFL season, Bold Predictions, where uh, we're going to pick uh, some award winners, um, the Super Bowl winner, and... Just some uh, a list of ten, just general bold predictions for what we think may happen or may not happen in the NFL this year. You ready, Corwin?
1: Yes, I was born ready.
0: All right. Uh, do you want to start? I think we started with the awards when we did the. Um,
1: we did, yeah.
0: You want to start with that here?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's start us off.
0: Okay, so. Four, uh, who's at the top of my list here? I have Offensive Rookie of the Year up, up top. Uh, does that work for you?
1: I can work with it, yep.
0: Um. So I'm not going to lie to you all, folks. Uh, I'm I'm really bad with rookies. <laughs> I never know who they are. <laughs> and uh, I had to look at the uh, who, who got drafted this year. And um, I just picked the first running back I saw. So I picked Josh Jacobs. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I already forget what team he's on, but, uh, yeah, tell me, tell me if I'm okay with that, Corwin.
1: (laughs) Um, I mean, he was the only first round running back taken, uh, by the Raiders at 22, uh, overall, he's basically in line to be their workhorse back. And depending on what actually goes down with Antonio Brown, um, he could be a, uh, serious pass catcher in that offense this year. Um. Haven't seen too much of him in the preseason, but if he's anything close to what he was in college, he will be a all-around, all-purpose, three-down kind of back.
0: So, um, did, I, did, I, did I do good, Daddy?
1: You did good, Joshi Poo. All
0: right, uh, who do you got?
1: I have David Montgomery.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I know who that is.
1: Another running back for the Bears. If you watched the Bears game on Thursday Night Football to open this up, he is elusive that's really the best way to do it led all of fps and missed tackles last year um, out of like 900 something running backs uh, in college football the dude is just elusive he reminds me a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of Le'Veon bell with just the way he can move through cuts move through tight spaces at the line of scrimmage if uh, Chicago really starts to use him and basically treats him as a feature back instead of Mike fucking Davis of all people. Um, he's going to put up a l- just big numbers this year. Interesting note: he had like six rushes, eight rushes last night. Let me actually look it up. He had six carries for eighteen yards, which isn't crazy. All of them were runs to the left side of the field.
0: Is that, that significant?
1: Has, not really. It's just weird like every rush was to the left side of the hash nothing up the middle nothing to the right do you think they did
0: that because Trubisky can't throw to the left side of the field
1: (laughs) you you know what it would make a lot of sense
0: do you think that um offensive rookie of the year is slowly going to become actually I'm not really sure what the uh the history with it is at this point but do you think it's going to become kind of a best rookie running back award because when was the last time a wide receiver
1: won it Oh, man. Uh, let's actually look that up. Uh, yeah, I imagine
0: it's going to be oh, mostly I running backs and quarterbacks. The, the the, typically, the position groups that win MVP out of the offense anyway. Not that running back's super common, but it does happen.
1: Let's see. The last time, I'll give you one guess at who the last wide receiver was who won this award. Odell Beckham. Yes. 2014 Odell Beckham Jr. Before that, it was Percy Harvin in 2009. Oh, never would have guessed. What a weird group this is. Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Dak Prescott, Todd Gurley, Odell, and then Eddie Lacy, RG3, Cam Newton, Sam Bradford.
0: Wait, wasn't wasn't the Dak Prescott one the one where he won Offensive Rookie of the Year, but then Zeke won Rookie of the Year?
1: Yeah, it was weird. I'm going yeah, to try to look like it up that. now. That was uh, stupid. <laughs> it always ends up with shit like that. It drives me nuts. Where can everyone has to
0: get an award because they're all special. That's how the NFL sounds sometimes. I hate how Corwin. I hate how our generation gets pegged for like needing the participation trophies and shit when it was our parents' generation giving them out.
1: You know what's really funny? Uh, While I do agree with you completely, they don't have just a regular rookie of the year listed at all on a Football Reference. Really? Yeah.
0: That's it's interesting for sure. Okay. Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, let's just move on. Yeah, why not? Um, For a defensive rookie of the year, I went with a homer pick. I picked, can you guess? Quinn and Williams. Quinn and Williams. <laughs> the New York Jets. There's a, a lot, lot of Jets in my. In it's my a good truck.
1: pick. <laughs> Is there really a lot of Jets here? Uh, in mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't talk because I was also a Homer. I'll give you one guess who I picked. Uh,
0: I don't know who the Steelers picked, man. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry,
1: linebacker out of Michigan, tenth overall pick. Traded up for him in the draft. Tell Absolutely me. dominant, Devin Bush.
0: Ah, yeah, Big Bush.
1: Big Bush. This shit's Bush League, Mo. Um, yeah, I think he's just going to be the Darius Leonard of last year where he just puts up a crazy number of tackles being the only athletic offense among middle linebackers in Pittsburgh. I think he's just going to have the volume. Quinn and Williams is definitely up there for me. I think he's going to really be able to, I think Greg Williams is really just going to let him loose and just let him play to himself. And yikes. I'm turning into Quinn and Williams saying shit like that, but I think he's going to be me. fun. yeah all right
0: right, then who do you got for rookie of the year
1: overall rookie of the year i'm gonna have it go to devin bush because fuck it why not um
0: i really didn't want to pick rookie of the year because i didn't know i i'm so bad with rookies so i decided to make this a um a very very bold choice are you ready
1: oh jesus um is it blake cashman
0: It is Daniel Jones. Oh
1: wow! (laughs) I would rather have taken a Homer Blake Cashman pick than a Daniel Jones winning Rookie of the Year pick.
0: Could you imagine what it would take (laughs) for Daniel Jones to win Rookie of the Year?
1: Oh, he'd have to be like a starter from like week four at least on, and he'd have to just put up crazy numbers and like lead the Giants essentially to the playoffs.
0: Do you think he could he could win rookie of the year if the Giants have like a like like he tears it up, but the Giants oh, defense is just so awful they still somehow go like five and eleven?
1: It'd be hard if they went five and eleven and he started like ten of those games. Excuse me. It would be hard if he started like ten of those games and they went five and eleven. Um, but if I mean if he's putting up numbers, he's putting up numbers and that could easily be enough.
0: Um, all right. So shall we go to our overall uh player of the year award starting with offensive player of the year? Let's do it. I picked Alvin Kamara, not a very flashy pick. Um, a guy who was probably drafted in the first five picks of everyone's fantasy football draft. Um, yeah, he's really good. Is he really? I uh he got me doubting it now. Is he? We'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> For for my sake, as one of the people who did draft him in the first five picks, I hope so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I went with uh, what is actually another Homer pick. Uh, I want Saquon Barkley. Dude's in my mind already the best running back in the NFL. He can do literally everything. He's going to have the entire Giants offense on his back. Um, he could become the guy to have the first thousand thousand season in forever if ever i don't uh, actually know that uh record right off the top of my head but i think the sky's the limit for him this year i mean the only thing holding him back is the fact that he plays for the giants
0: yeah i think that's an awesome pick i i was between a few of them Thank i you. had a feeling you would have picked saquon which is why i did not pick saquon
1: um, yeah bit of a homer pick
0: but it's also a, a great pick
1: yeah i mean it's not like he's not a great player. It just so happens that he went he's to uh you know well. yeah exactly.
0: Uh defensive uh, yeah. player of the year, who do you got?
1: I have Miles Garrett.
0: Ooh, okay. That's a good one. Yeah.
1: I know Aaron Donald is far and away the safest pick for any of these, but my goodness, I just think Miles Garrett, now that he's gotten rid of Greg Williams, can light things up and just be the unstoppable monster with the ceiling of the best pass rusher in the NFL this year.
0: I went with Homer pick Jamal Adams.
1: (laughs) I don't hate it. It's going to be hard for a safety to do it, but I don't hate it.
0: Yeah. Aaron Donald's the real choice here. Um, I think Jamal Abs has, you know, is a great player and still has um a lot of potential to get better as he managed to take big steps between his freshman and sophomore year and now we're looking good for him sophomore to his junior year. Um do I think he will? Probably fucking not. But uh yeah, he's my guy. So like why not, you know? I got to put him in there somewhere.
1: Oh, exactly. I'm so glad I got him in our IDP league this year. We're in an IDP league? Uh, I am. I guess I just use the, uh, you know, the royal we.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you like changed up our. Uh, <laughs> yeah. our fucking I was the
1: only one to draft defensive players. It's so weird. <laughs> all
0: right. All right. Uh, MVP.
1: I have two predictions for this. Actually, I have two predictions for everything that we just didn't go over. I want it to be Jared Goff. And I want this to be the year that he balls out. And I think he's just going to put up video game numbers. But I got to go with Pat Mahomes. Really? Back to back? Yeah. I mean, he's just set up to do it all again. And it's going to be hard for him not to win it. Like he's so far and ahead the favorite to win it this year. In my mind.
0: I picked Philip Rivers. Ooh, interesting. Uh, I think there's a, there's a, there's a lot going on. Uh, I think you could also, in, in my mind, just as easily change out Philip Rivers for Drew Brees, Um, cause the situation I'm about to describe, I think parallels Drew Brees pretty much perfectly. Um, uh, never won it has always been, um, uh, at the very bottom, a top 10, usually a top five passer in the league. Um, yeah, has slogged through very bad teams and has lifted up very good ones. Um, his team was very, very competitive last year and mm-hmm. nearly won the division. Whereas Drew Bees' team actually did win their division. Um, and even despite the old age, shows no real sign of slowing. This I could see as being an MVP where it's like, yeah, like you know, there was maybe two, three other people that were in the conversation, but you've never really done, you've never really got the accolades um because philip rivers has never won a super bowl drew brees actually has uh so it could be like a little twilight of the career consolation award a little peyton manning treatment there um
1: but yeah philip rivers he's never bad yeah philip rivers man why not
0: <laughs> he's gonna win this award and to celebrate he will have another child
1: he, no he should not do that don't do I, that he, i no think more children can,
0: I think it's in his contract. I think he's contractually obligated to have more kids.
1: I mean, that would be bad. I don't, I mean, not bad for him, obviously, but like that would be bad. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent wordplay from Corwin Heller. (laughs) Hey, I'm known for it. Um, I'm just saying like, that's, that's too many kids. Do not be an Antonio Cromartie, like have less children.
0: Dude, the craziest part about Crow, I know we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but the craziest part about Crow is that he had kids after the vasectomy. He had like <laughs> three, two or you. three more kids.
1: It really is such a fuck you. Just like <laughs> you're not getting out of this one.
0: <laughs> oh, shit, dog. <laughs> We're still here. Um. Yeah. All right. So uh, do you want to do coach of the year?
1: Yeah, let's do coach of the year.
0: Tell me who, you, who got?
1: you got. Uh, uh, fine, I will.
0: Fuck, God damn it. You
1: got Go, go, go. I have Mike Zimmer of the Minnesota Vikings.
0: Ooh, okay. Explain.
1: Well, I'll get more into this when we do predictions and whatnot. But I think uh, the Vikings are going to do very, very well this year. I think they're going to be the uh, leading team as far as the NFC is concerned. And you know what? They've had some struggles they've had to overcome, whether it be their offensive line, whether it being their kicker, quarterback, running back, you know, health issues. I think he's going to be able to put this team together and push them towards the Super Bowl, and uh, that should be enough to win him coach of the year.
0: I think it's very respectable. Um, I went with another homer pick. I picked Adam Gase. Um, Sure. So... This is, of course, uh, hinges upon the Jets' ability to be a successful team this season, but I think between how inept of a roster he had with the Dolphins, which doesn't excuse the record since he's still the coach, Hmm. um, as inept of a team as he had with the Dolphins and where the Jets were under the leadership of Todd Bowles and the record that they had with him, if he could manage them to get... To the playoffs, if not actually win a game, not even win the division because the Pats are always just a a log jam there. Um, get them to like a ten and six record, you know, something that's really good, uh, or sorry, like very good, but not like like next level, like like a you know twelve or thirteen or whatever. I I think that that could be enough of a, which a, would be a huge improvement for the Jets, of course, but it'd also be a big up to show that, hey, it wasn't just it wasn't gase holding back miami and gase can actually right. come in with a team that has had upgrades from last season but take uh, a, a roster that has a lot of the same core pieces and try to elevate that play so i think that uh I c- i can convince myself it could happen
1: i it would definitely take me some more convincing but i could see where you're coming from for sure
0: yeah, again, um, much like I said with uh, Jamal Adams, do I think it's going to happen? No, <laughs> it'd be really cool, though.
1: And yeah, it I, would, absolutely I would be uh,
0: out of the 32 coaches. I put him in the uh, top 16 for likeliness to win this award.
1: Um, <laughs> top 16.
0: Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> upper half comeback player of the year.
1: I have Earl Thomas.
0: Oh, that's a good one. I picked Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: That was my NFC pick if I was going to go with them. I just think um Earl Thomas is such a more dominant player at his position than Jimmy G that that's just in itself is going to give him the nod.
0: I think what's tough about Jimmy G is that um he's never really shown his dominance much because he's never played more than like four games in a in
1: a row. um, he had a when he first came over to the uh 49ers he played a handful of games in a row i think
0: he got injured like week three or four though
1: no i'm thinking like right when he got traded over, oh that's right like he got the traded end mid-season. of the 2017 season i think he had like i want to say five in a row i'll look uh, it yeah up. It, it,
0: so my my point being it's not a lot so what what i'm curious about is like so I picked him for comeback player of the year because he's a quarterback and because he was hurt almost all last year. But at the same time, like, yeah, he did have... Now, that I totally forgot about that end of the season you're talking about. That was, that mm-hmm. was like, wow, it's just a king coming of Joe Montana, Um, <laughs> which it wasn't. But he never really, like, was great for a long stretch of time. So I wonder if he could, yeah. like... Like Earl Thomas was. Earl Thomas is a great choice because he was fucking awesome jimmy g's always been like a, a flashes of greatness kind of guy you know
1: absolutely he started five straight games to close out the 2017 si- uh, season was very very good um his lowest passer rating amongst all those games uh was 82.4 he had three above ninety, two above above 100 so um he did well. He just literally hasn't played enough games. Yeah. He played so, three last year. I guess we'll find out. Yes, so, we will.
0: Uh, what do you want to do next with this?
1: You want to do uh, division winners and then who's going to go to the AFC NFC championship and then Super Bowl?
0: Uh, yeah. Do you want to do them all straight or do you want to swap back and forth for each division?
1: Um. Let's just swap back and forth like we've been doing.
0: All right. Give me um, – you, uh, you go first. I'll go first. You go first. Give me your uh, AFC and NFC North.
1: AFC North? I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think with what the Browns have been doing in the offseason um, and what they did at the end of last season, people are really getting on board that hype train, and they're overlooking the fact that the Steelers' defense is new, very much improved. And their offense very well may be addition by subtraction with getting rid of Antonio Brown, as crazy as that sounds. um, Hopefully that just really the only way that could help is with team chemistry. And I think this is uh, another year where they put it together and win, I don't know, 12, 13 games could be it. They won't because they'll lose a bunch of shitty games to like the Buccaneers, but, you know. And then I have the Vikings in the NFC. Like I said with Mike Zimmer, I think they're going to be the front runner to win the uh, NFC outright, especially looking at how uh, the Packers and the Bears were playing last night. That might not be the same division we thought it was going to be. Um, I love what they've done on offense. They're going to be a new look this year compared to last, and that defense is still one of the best in the league. So Steelers and Viking for the North Divisions.
0: I like that you said they're going to lose a bunch of game to the Buccaneers. Like, they're going to play them, like, four times.
1: <laughs> it honestly feels Why like it. Why do
0: we keep playing the Bucs? This never happens.
1: <laughs> they just really like hanging out with Bruce Arians.
0: Yeah, seriously. I mean, I, I know he's a nice guy, but God damn it, I for, hate
1: Tampa. Former Steelers offensive coordinator. They just want to see him again.
0: Um, For the NFC, I will also pick the um Steelers as we've talked about many times um my bull prediction is going one of my later bull predictions is going to contradict this choice Um, (laughs) I will go uh, for, for NFC North but I will go with uh the most likely choice in my mind instead of the boldest choice in my mind and um and I've been all over the place at the NFC North. I'm pretty sure when we did our record predictions, I said you could convince me that the Bears could win the division. And despite their performance uh, yesterday, since we're recording this on Friday and the uh, season opener for NFL was just last night on Thursday, um, I'll probably say the Packers. Okay. Uh, I think the Bears could possibly still do it. The defense looks good, but... Um, uh, and i'm sure that they can figure out how to make a work offense out of whatever the fuck they got but yeah <laughs> i'll i'll say the packers is just a little bit maybe safer of a bet
1: all right uh the south oh yeah i said i'd go first next okay
0: uh, <laughs> um afc south i will go with the texans a fun and dynamic offense a full season from deshaun watson since he will no longer be hurt um The defense is going to be interesting because J.J. Watt is hurt every single year. They just lost to Davian Clowney, who also tends to be hurt a lot, but at least they've had seemingly at least one of those guys uh, at any given time, which has made the defense at least formidable in some aspects. So we'll see how they recover without having him. But by and large, the team still has a lot of really great pieces. Um, It'll also be a big question mark since Bill O'Brien is going to be kind of on the hot seat this year. Um, He's had more success recently but i think there's been a lot of questions in the nfl world coming out of houston of has it bit enough to warrant keeping him around so um he'll have a lot to to coach for the team will have plenty enough to play for as every team does so i will say the texans for the nfc south i will pick the saints no explanation needed
1: yeah i mean i have the exact same teams i got the texans and the saints it the Saints are an easy pick in my mind. I just don't think the Falcons are going to be complete enough as a team to compete with them. Uh, especially since the Saints do every aspect of the game better than the Falcons. Um, and then of course the Panthers and Buccaneers are just not—they're just not up to snuff. They're not going to really compete at all. Uh, and then the Texans—they got a revamped uh, offensive line. Their defense. Now, minus Jadevian Clowney, is still going to be, you know, top 10 unit in the league, in my mind. Um, Deshaun Watson has a couple more weapons. The running back situation is intriguing to say the least. It's basically the Cleveland Browns backfield from 2017 with Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. Um, But I think that's enough to fight off the Colts and the rest of the. AFC South. Right on. Give me the East, Corwin. AFC East. Um, I'm just going to give it to you, Josh. I pick the Patriots. Oh, um, my
0: God. How could you pick the Patriots?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I missed that voice. I'm not even really going to get into it. I mean, there's no point. If, if anyone's picking anyone other than the Patriots, they are wrong and just doing it for clicks. So... NFC East, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. The Giants are a just dumpster fire. The Redskins are a dumpster fire. And the Cowboys are just, I don't know. I just, I really just don't love Dak Prescott. I don't love the health of their defense, especially when Sean Lee inevitably, be, inevitably gets hurt and things tend to fall apart. Hopefully Leighton Vander can kind of step up there should have a good defense offense we'll see if they can keep up what they did second half of last year
0: i have the exact same two teams yep yeah um
1: not Patriots, exactly yeah uh, no wild explanation us. needed yeah
0: um yeah, yeah fuck man that's that's exactly what i have um so i guess i go next with the west um AFC West. I'm kind of torn a little bit between the Chargers and the uh the Chiefs. Um I will probably say the Chiefs. I don't feel I actually don't feel great about it. I really think Interesting. That the Chargers will put up a really They did last year. They think they tied Oh, in absolutely. And then um Chiefs won by tiebreaker, which is what it is. Um but I will make the safe pick and go with the or at least what feels like the safe pick and go with the chiefs though i don't count the chargers out just to hedge my bets and look like a big wuss um <laughs> <laughs> at least i know it you know oh, um, absolutely the nfc west um again it feels like it's a pretty safe pick on the rams i think you could maybe make an argument for the the seahawks they as we mentioned last time we talked about these teams like they feel like they never fully go away and like Somehow they always seem to make the playoffs, even when they go seven to nine. So, um, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll say Chiefs and Rams, which again doesn't feel like a hot take at all, but whatever.
1: We need to stop spending so much time together because we're starting to think too much alike. I was basically dead even with the Chiefs and the Chargers, but Chiefs have Pat Mahomes and the Chargers might not have Melvin Gordon. So I think I gave the edge. Uh, solidly to the Chiefs by probably a game. Um, the Rams, I, I do agree with you that the Seahawks are really the only team there that can make a push as of right now. Um, my sleeper pick was going to try and be the 49ers, but I, I feel like I was about like to ask already,
0: how surprised if they like made some noise halfway through the season.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they made noise, but they already have injury issues across their, that team that... It's, they're basically turning into the Chargers of old where everyone is hurt all of the time. And it's a medical staff deal um, where they just can't keep people uh, healthy. And that's really going to be the biggest thing to hold them back this year. Um, As everyone knows how much I believe in Kyle Shanahan. I want that dude to be my dad. Love you, dad.
0: <laughs> Take that, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Give me your two AFC wildcard teams.
1: I have the Chargers, of course. And then I have the Cleveland Browns, who, are, like I said, I think they're going to be pushing double-digit wins this year.
0: Cool, cool, cool. I have the Chargers and the Jets. Uh, fuck everybody that doesn't pick the Jets. I believe in gangrene. We are an illness and a team, and we're coming for that ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, what he said.
0: Uh, give me your two NFC wildcard teams.
1: I've got the Atlanta Falcons and the Seattle Seahawks. Interesting. This, I, I really just didn't knew, know who else to pick uh, in the NFC. I just don't have faith in the Cowboys to win that many games. And I just, I was very uh, bearish on the Bears this. Wow. Wow. I didn't mean to do that. and Now I feel majorly disappointed in myself for saying that but i am bearish on the bears this year and uh i just don't think they're going to be what everyone hoped that they were going to be so falcons and seahawks
0: i will pick a three team division i will go with the um since i picked the packers to win the division i'll go with the vikings and bears from the nfc north
1: interesting we should put money on these we absolutely should not. (laughs) We will (laughs) lose so much money so fast. Um, But it will be fun. And we could talk about how poor we are at that point. Just give me your championship teams. Okay. I have the Chiefs and the Steelers in the AFC. And I have the Vikings and the Saints in the NFC.
0: Mm, i will go with i don't have these written down so i forget who i picked already i
1: i will do not make a spreadsheet for these my goodness
0: i did but then i forgot that we uh, you had more stuff than i did on mine until i got home and had my laptop in front of me and then uh i was like oh no um anywho Mm -hmm. i will go i really i really want to just fuck around and say the jets here but i'm not going to do that so i i will say the Patriots and Chiefs face off yet again um, for the AFC. I don't think that's a real bold take either. Uh, it would no, be really. super interesting uh, to see if the Chiefs, you know, don't fuck it up like they did last year, but whatever. You uh, know for- why
1: I disagree? Because that leaves a possibility for the Patriots to go back to the Super Bowl. And I find that very much not interesting.
0: Uh, it's not, it, it's very safe and boring. Um, but I want to be right because I'm definitely not gonna be right when it comes to our bold <laughs> predictions. So uh, sure. I gotta give myself something to reflect back positively on from this fucking podcast episode. <laughs> um for the NFC, I will pick the Saints and the mm. uh Saints and the Lions. No, I'm Ooh. kidding. Saints, um, Saints and the uh, uh, Rams rematch again. I'm just going to go rematch it. This is the 2018 playoffs all over again.
1: <laughs> I have the Vikings and the Rams. That's cool. Um, yeah. And then in Super Bowl, I have the Minnesota Vikings beating the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: Um, I'll have the Saints beating the Chiefs.
1: Okay. Write this shit down, motherfucker. I didn't. Okay, uh, well I did. <laughs>
0: oh good, thank god. <laughs> All right, shall we get into our actual now that we predicted awards and um outcomes for the season in terms of championship? Shall we get in to our bold predictions? Let's fucking do it. All right, uh do you want to start or do you want me to?
1: I'll start off at okay. number one. Dalvin Cook leads the NFL in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns.
0: Wow, that is a bold choice, my friend. That's a
1: bold one. I will tell you why. So going into the uh, regular season, they only have four wide receivers on their roster. Uh, They just signed Josh Doxon off of uh, the waiver wire from the Redskins, which doesn't move the needle for me in literally any way they're finally healthy, they finally have an offensive line. Their first round pick, Garrett Bradbury is the perfect keystone at center for their zone rush. I think they finally put it together. I think they're going to be a super power rushing team this year, and I think he leads the way. Neat. Thank you.
0: Um I don't have nearly as much explanation for these. These are just bold predictions. That was really the only that one that ass. I have. Serious, All right, good. You know, I feel much better than Um, My first one is that uh, it's not that bold if you've listened to the show. Um, <laughs> Kyler yeah. Murray fails below <laughs> 80 QB rating for the season uh. and a losing record with the Arizona Cardinals.
1: I think wow, the only I think, like I think the losing record isn't bold. I think that's a gimme almost. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say
0: that's a gimme, and the take that Kyle Murray Kyle Murray fails, I think, is uh um, also relatively um not out there. I think a below eighty QB rating might actually be tough because QB ratings are relatively inflated these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is overall this is not a very hot take.
1: Boom! I love it though. My number two, Miles Garrett falls just short of the NFL sack record, but leads the league with 21.
0: Uh, are we going to revisit our, our MLB poll predictions where yours aren't super bold? I like the Dalvin Cook one better.
1: Hey, can you uh pause for one moment? I have to go yell at my fucking roommate for screaming at the top of his lungs.
0: Uh, there's no pausing, but yeah, go ahead.
1: All right, we back.
0: Which roommate was it? All of them. Oh, nice.
1: All right, where were we?
0: What was your second pick? Oh, oh yeah. uh, Miles Garrett. Um. All right. <laughs> Fuck. All right, my next one um might might end up being you're going to make fun of it a lot. You ready? Yes. Rams offense does not finish in the top five. In terms of production. Wow,
1: that yeah. one's fucking bold.
0: Now I can talk myself into it. Granted, again, these are bold predictions I mostly pulled out of my ass, but let me talk myself into it for a moment, if I may. Mm-hmm. Um Goff is an easy person to not believe in. Contrary to uh I think your MVP choice was him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, my backup MVP choice, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I I very... want him I wanna go and say he'll win it, but Pat Mahomes is such an obvious choice.
0: Right, right, right. He, I, I could see him being a guy to root for, but I could also see him being a guy where it's like if you told me he finished with, uh, you know, fifty-two percent completion rating and under three thousand yards, I go, uh well, know yeah, that those things happen. That seems like the guy it would happen to. Um, and if Todd Gurley's, uh, knees start keep staying bad, and you know everything about the offense just falls apart, um piece by piece, I could kind of start seeing it. But, uh yeah, it's a, it's a bold one. It's a bold it one. Is.
1: I I think that one's nigh impossible. Uh, uh, it's, it's not impossible, impossible, but, you know. Alright, my number three. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense finishes top five in DVOA. That's which a, is basically right. just rankings. i I think it is. I'm going to give you my fourth one, too, because it kind of fits in with the third. All right, I think you two in a row, too. Perfect. I think Devin Bush leads the NFL in tackles next year. Well, this year.
0: Right. Those are two Homer choices, but I, I can appreciate the boldness behind them. Thank you, sir. Which leads me to uh, my two next picks, which also tie into each other and are also Homer picks. Uh, these directly contradict some of the things I've said already in this podcast, but remember what we're here for the earlier portion in my mind, uh, as I think we discussed when we did the MLB version of this is uh, for the awards. We went with kind of what was a little bit bold, but also a little bit more likely. Um, And then we got weird with the bold ones. So in order to get weird with the bold ones, um, this one might not be so bold because he's old, but Tom Brady does not play the whole season.
1: Ooh, that is interesting. Does this count if he's like benched week 17?
0: No, that that wouldn't count. That, okay. then, then that, that then that's a choice. I should put right. um maybe like doesn't or um unwillingly doesn't play Isn't the able isn't yeah. able
1: to complete the season.
0: Right. Which ties into my pick that was right after that, which again directly contradicts what I've said earlier, is the Patriots miss the playoffs.
1: That would be phenomenal. That would be phenomenal. Imagine a scenario where,
0: like, you know, say what you want. Jets win the AFC East just to take the Patriots out from there. And then, like, you know, um, Browns take a wild card and, like, the Chargers take a wild card.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Now, the tough
0: part would obviously be the Jets winning the A, or literally any team other than the Patriots winning the AFC East. But, you know, if the Pats struggle finish like a nine and seven for the first time in centuries um and the jets get a 10 and six scenario in there i mean i can guarantee you right now that the chargers will finish better than nine and seven and i could very reasonably seeing see the browns finishing nine and seven or better um so you know but you know yeah yeah that, those are my uh my next two <laughs> bold predictions
1: Bold. All right. So, my number five prediction the Giants bench Eli Manning for Daniel Jones after week six, only to bench Jones for Eli later in the season.
0: Ooh, I was going to say at the beginning that I was like, that's not so big. I love this.
1: <laughs> so. The Giants play the Vikings and the Patriots back-to-back week five, week six, which I think both of those defenses are tough enough to really give Eli some struggles. And that might be when they're like, all right, let's, let's let's you know, people are lining up with pitchforks. Let's see what this kid can do. And then they might give him a few games. They have Arizona, Detroit, Dallas, the Jets, and then a bye week. And then after that, they have Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers, and the Philadelphia Eagles all in a row. I could see them seeing him not take off the way they want to, struggle against those three defenses, or maybe they bench him earlier than that. We'll see. And then they put Eli in to finish out his career.
0: God, just just like they did under uh, – uh, um, what was his name with the mustache?
1: With the mustache
0: the the coach of the Giants said they got fired. Ben McAdoo? McAdoo, just like he did with Gino Smith. yeah, Ben exactly. Eli, after like week eight or some shit, played Gino for like two weeks and then put in if it was even that it might have just been one. and then it put was just in. one week uh, all right. mine uh wouldn't have seemed bold up until about a month ago. Um Antonio Brown leads wide receivers in yards.
1: Okay. All right. I'm you know still what? not
0: sure how bold it is because it's still Antonio Brown, but um there's a question whether he plays sixteen games this year.
1: <laughs> based I, just on personality. So I am all on board because my number ten prediction was Antonio Brown's leads the NFL in receiving uh and touchdowns. Um
0: I, I contemplated touchdowns, but I figured I'd leave it yeah. just to, to your only reason I didn't do two touchdowns in there is because uh not sure how many of the Raiders are gonna score this year. So
1: yeah, I mean I changed it last minute because I wasn't so confident. Um I just wrote Antonio Brown plays up to his contract and balls out. Sure. Yeah, why not? We'll see uh what the fuck happens with that storyline. That's something else.
0: So should we both just move on down to the next one since uh, I gave my 5 and you gave your 10?
1: Yep. Go ahead. All right. Give me another one. All right. Jameis Winston leads the NFC in both touchdowns and interceptions.
0: Wow. That is so likely to happen. I could totally see that.
1: Is that like sarcasm? I I don't know what's going on with you.
0: No, I could. Well, Uh, the interceptions is easy to see, but like you told (laughs) me he had one big year. Touchdown wise, I could actually see that happening.
1: I think it's bold just because he's playing with guys like Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees in the NFC. Like the NFC is deep as far as high level quarterbacks, but I think in the Arians offense with the kind of receivers he has around him, he's gonna ball out and also turn the ball over a hey, fucking metric fuck done because he is in fact Jameis Weston.
0: Uh, my next one, and this is, I think, possibly the second or third. It, it's a very bold prediction on my end. Um, Eight plus eight, eight plus head coaches get fired before the season ends.
1: Eight head coaches get fired before the season ends.
0: 25% of the NFL head coaches get fired before the end of the season.
1: That's, that's, wow. Okay. Yeah. Ew. Like, I guess it wouldn't be easy to just name eight coaches Bill that are going to get Belich- fired. No, imagine. Now that, <laughs> now that would be funny. Bill Belichick <laughs> would have to like go out and just testify in front of Congress that Robert Kraft is like a sexual uh, trafficker. Even then, only yeah. Even then, it's like, the only, then it's like oh, I mean, he's not that bad of a guy. All right, we'll have like a
0: sit-down meeting, and then it's like, all right, Bill, you shouldn't have said that. I mean, you're still gonna be the coach, but stop it. Ah, um, I don't know. Uh, literally, just think of every single head coach on the hot seat, and that him. Think think of your favorite head coach, him too, because fuck you. No, um, not that
1: guy. He's my favorite.
0: Oh, him especially. He's getting fired. No. Twice. yeah.
1: Um, Kyle Shanahan. No. Let's say
0: Bill O'Brien's. Bill O'Brien's. There's multiple. Bill O'Brien. Um, I you know, he could be one of them. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of some of the dudes who didn't just get hired. Pat Shermer, because the Giants suck. The organization is bizarre at this point. So, like, why not? Um. Jake Rudin, because also why not? Fuck the Redskins. <laughs> um What's that? Doug Peterson is he the guy? Uh, in is he still in? Uh, no, Doug Marone. Doug Marone's in, in Jacksonville. Uh, yes, for sure. Jason Garrett, finally. Um, uh, Ron Rivera, because also why not? Uh, sure. He deserves it. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: I, I wanna I wanna put the Tom- list of coaches. Because
0: we've been talking about that forever uh, as a possibility. Who? Mike Tomlin.
1: Ooh, yeah. I don't want that, but ooh.
0: And then maybe like a um a first year coach because someone realized they made a mistake. Like uh um uh Zach Taylor or Mike LaFleur. One of those two. Matt LaFleur Matt LaFleur,
1: Matt LaFleur I could actually see uh yeah. if he just doesn't do fucking shit. Um, yeah. How so many did I name? Is that enough? I wasn't counting. Uh, so I'm just going to go through a list of all the coaches, and I'm just going to name the guys that I think have a cha- like a serious chance of being fired. And I'll, I'll count uh, for you. Dan Quinn for the Falcons. That's one. Ron Rivera for the Panthers. Two. Jason Garrett for the Cowboys. Uh, Matt Patricia for the Lions. Four. Bill O'Brien for the Texans. Five. Uh, Doug Marone for the Jags. Six. Um, let's see who else do we have here Pat Shermer for the Giants seven uh, let's see Mike Tomlin eight and then maybe like Jay Gruden Mike Rabel, probably nine not Vrabel. i take I take Rabel back, so I think nine
0: yeah i i I'm wondering because it seems like teams have been a little bit more liberal with where they will take coaches from. Like, you know, we saw the Packers go with an offensive coordinator. You saw a couple of teams go with um college guys. That it, I'm wondering if it'll just make them I'm wondering if we will start to see head coaching become maybe maybe a little bit less of the boys' club we've been complaining about it being, and um coaches or teams starting to get maybe a little bit weirder with their coaching choices and not letting um some guys just sit there forever. But so this is a, it's bold. It seems like we might actually end up heading towards somewhat of a coaching purge at some point in the future, or at least a higher coaching turnover. Um, As we see that with other sports, plenty, but yeah, fuck it. Eight plus head coaches get fired during the season.
1: Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, great. Year. We will keep, we will keep, that tracked, for sure, because now I am intrigued. Give uh, me next, next one. Next up, I have Chris Godwin and Tyler Lockett finish the season as wide receiver ones.
0: Um, Ooh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I, that's a fantasy term. Basically, both of them are going to finish in the top 12 in scoring for wide receivers uh, in order to be considered wide receiver ones. I think Chris Godwin is an absolute baller and has been pushing Mike Evans uh, for the one, wide receiver one spot in Tampa Bay. And with that high-octane offense, I think he's definitely going to be able to get the numbers to put it up. And I've heard nothing but great things about Tyler Lockett in that um, system replacing uh, Doug Baldwin. Uh, he's going to be a major touchdown threat this year like he was last year. It's I think these guys are going to ball out.
0: I like it. That's a positive one. I feel like we haven't Thank done you. too many positive ones
1: uh i have one more positive one (laughs) the other one's quite negative
0: uh actually no my i have a positive one right here i forgot i forgot i wrote half of these um so these are a surprise (laughs) to me too Uh, (laughs) um brian hoyer takes the colts to the playoffs
1: really yeah i'm all about it i don't think it'll happen but i I would like to see it. I'd like to see the Colts in the playoffs. Bull
0: predictions aren't about what's going to (laughs) happen. Bull predictions are for wouldn't it be wild if that happened?
1: Uh, Am I up now? Yeah, sure. All right. Evan Engram leads the New York Giants in receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. I could totally see this happening too. Yeah, I don't feel like this one's as bold as I thought it was writing it, but you know, a, a tight end doing that for a team that's not Travis Kelsey, I could see it being you know a little bold. You know, uh, what would have been just...
0: really bold is if Odell was still on the team when you made that prediction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite something. I mean, in games where Evan Ingram hasn't had Odell lining up uh, on the same line as him, he has been you know a top four tight end. I think they're basically just going to treat him like their number one receiver, their Mike Evans, essentially, just as a big-bodied jump ball receiver. Uh, I think it's going to work out well.
0: All right. Um, my next one will also contradict things I have previously said in this podcast. Uh, the Detroit Lions win the NFC North. Um, we wow. saw. We saw the... Packers and Vikings both have weird um, combination of injury coaching and just basic execution issues last season that led to suboptimal records for both of those teams. Um, So, hey, that could happen again. Um, And while we're at it, Trubisky just sucks a whole wad and can't manage to lead a team to victory. And then who's left? (laughs) Detroit! (laughs) Who's that in the shadows? Detroit sneaking up there with their like eight and eight, nine and seven record, just managing to prey upon a division that's weirdly weak this
1: year. Right, but like the thing is, in order to prey upon someone, you yourself cannot be the prey. And as much as I really truly love for the Giants to win. Lions. Lions? Yeah, Lions. What did I say? I just said lions.
0: Giants. You said giants. All
1: right. Well, I am straight up retarded. I want nothing more than the lions to be able to win games and go to the playoffs, but they are so far down that totem pole as far as you know, the food—not the f- fucking food pyramid. Uh, <laughs> what? The, what am I thinking of? Food chain. The food chain. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> They They're are at the top the of the grains. food chain, but
0: the bottom. No, top of the food pyramid, the bottom of the food chain.
1: Exactly. They are sugary snacks of the football world. <laughs> oh God. Hey,
0: uh, hey. Wouldn't it be great though? I
1: love it. I would truly love it, but there's no way in hell that that happens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, give me your next one. Um, is this your, is this your second to last or your last?
1: This is my last one.
0: All right. Well, then I I have two left. So let me give you another one. Okay, go for it. Um. Jacksonville's defense can't win them again. Can't put it together. Uh, really? But Nick Foles offense carries the team to still six wins.
1: <laughs> Dude, this is making me question whether or not you don't do drugs because this is wild stuff. I, um, I, know. I,
0: I Like I said, I got <laughs> weird with it at the end. Yeah,
1: big dick Nick, man. I mean, if you want to strap your carriage to that horse, go right ahead. Uh, I sure as hell won't be doing it.
0: Oh, God, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Man, I really love the Jacksonville defense this year too. Like, I think they're gonna That's be. That's why I thought this so would be so good. weird. Yeah, you got me. You got me there, Josh. Um, I give me your I final will, one. I will eat my hat if that happens. Uh, my final one, though. Josh Rosen starts the season as a backup, yet finishes the year leading the NFL in sacks. I like this one. I think that offensive line without Laramie Tunsil is just it is now officially the worst in the league and boy i just they're gonna kill this kid it's amazing just how badly the nfl is butchering josh rosen's career like you can see the talent on the field you can see it with these throws i, I just don't know how he's gonna be able to do anything on these offenses that he's played with um, I think he's going to get fucking butchered this year.
0: Uh, well, Corwin, we both have Dolphins-related final predictions here. Um, Lay it on me. The Dolphins released new uniforms slash logos, and in parentheses I put retro logos, uh, to distract during a terrible season.
1: I don't see what is like bad about this at all. I think this is legitimately going to happen and i I will put money on this yeah Yeah,
0: um like for one thing like the the jets just did a redesign um and in part it was because like hey we have a franchise quarterback this year so we're gonna be on the upswing but also don't look at how bad our season is um or how bad we have been for like the last three four years um but also i think we're going to probably see more teams doing redesigns of jerseys uh these current giant uh giants dolphins logos have been panned since they got rid of the dolphin wearing the the helmet so uh as long as they're changing the logo back which would appease fans during a very dark time why not fuck around with the uh the jerseys so is this bold uh no i i think it's more um will it happen now versus like next season so or even two seasons (laughs) from now that's why i picked it for this year because why not
1: Anything else you'd like to add to all these?
0: Not in particular. Um, we covered a lot of ground with this. You?
1: No. I mean, I covered all my... I'm forgetting the second half of this idiom. I'm covering all my bases. I think that is it. Yeah, yeah. That's Man, I am, I am a stupid person, dude. I hope you know that.
0: Uh, I do, and I respect you anyway.
1: <laughs> well, thank so- you
0: i thought to close out the show uh i tweeted about this on our twitter account uh that's where tweets go um really hopefully i don't really know no i'm kidding um that pro football reference finally put out the advanced stats for the nfl um did you see the tweet corwin
1: i did see the tweet
0: so i thought real quickly like again i put this up already and i already talked about um uh what were the big ones for me personally but I figured I have up the um, exact pages, for that matter, that I, I tweeted out, the Odell Beckham and the Sam Darnold page up um, on Pro Football Reference right now. Nice, and I nice. figured we could really quickly just kind of bang, bang, go through what they added to the um, to it in the advanced receiving and rushing stats and just talk about, um, again, very briefly, does this matter to us? In what way? So on and so forth. Let's uh, do it. So again, first thing they have here is all the baseline stuff. Uh games played, games started. Targets is uh is the first one we have.
1: Okay. Do we uh, care? I care a lot about targets. Um that's the big one. I look at that for fantasy every week. Um basically the guys getting the targets are the guys that they are trying to get the ball to in that offense. They're quote unquote designing this offense around those kind of players. Uh, Targets are a really great indicator for guys that will break out if they have not already. Yeah, targets is also
0: on the regular receiving and rushing. Uh, But yeah, it's an important one. Second, which is also on both, is receptions. And third, which is also on both, is receiving yards. So let's move on to the first one that's new, um, which is a a stat I think both of us can say with 100% certainty we do not care about, is first downs receiving.
1: Uh, not really. I mean,
0: unless it's going to get used on like a, like a clutch rating at some point, maybe like if it was fourth quarter first downs or, or scoring drive first downs, but in general, I just blanket first downs. I don't see why I would care.
1: Yeah. I mean, it would be cool to see where a target is, or like being able to see guys that can go out there and get that extra yard if they have, have to or um, is just able to position himself where he can catch the ball right at that line and get the first down. In a certain sense, it's useful, but it's not really something that we can really use in everyday analysis of you know the NFL.
0: Let me ask you this. Um, would you care if I told you that, so for all intents and purposes, 65% of Odell's receptions led to first downs.
1: That's actually pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that I do think, I just thought of it now, uh, because he has 77 receptions and 50 um, first downs receiving. Uh, I think I actually do kind of care about that. I don't think I care about raw first downs, but I think I do care about that.
1: That's just, like, a really fun stat.
0: Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, it'd be more interesting to add a level to it to see, like, you know, make it a plus stat. Like, you know, where does that stand amongst other wide receivers? Um, But, yeah, I actually found purpose in what I initially thought was utterly useless. So, go, Josh. Go, Josh. Uh, the next one they have is YBC. Um, Totally yards... Uh, Total yards pass traveled in the air before being caught. So yards before catch.
1: Yes. I like this uh, just as something where you could see if a guy is just dumping off to his running backs, dumping off on uh, quick flat routes or slot routes, or if he's actually trying to air the ball deep. Uh, I think this is very useful in determining. Really, how much risk a quarterback is willing to take, and it's something where if you look at, you know, Again, completion mind, percentage, this passer is rating, a
0: receiver stat right now.
1: Oh, okay, all right. I mean, it still has its merits. It's just less so for receivers. Yeah, I it really will just tell you whether or not they're a deep ball threat or not. You know, I
0: uh, yep. I, I I think that's exactly what it is. Um yards before the catch per reception. So now we just make it uh as a rate stat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yards after the catch, which we have talked about so much, and I'm Yak. so fucking glad it's here. I love yeah. Yak. yeah is great. And then we have yeah. YAC slash R, yards after the catch per reception.
1: Sure. I don't know how I would use that off the top of my head, but I'm sure at some point it will be of use to somebody.
0: Um, I think it'll be really interesting to look at for like how rounded is your offense so like your deep ball threat guy um probably isn't going to have a big uh yak um over our yards after the catch per reception but like your slot receiver probably should um or like you know your guy who's going to who's, who's going to be receiving more around the line of scrimmage or uh that you try to or maybe running backs who are receiving threats are probably going to have a lot of these you know, so it'll be interesting to see it from like a, a big picture team offense perspective, but um, not sure how much I care right now. I have to think about it. Next one, broken tackles
1: on receptions. Um, I would kind of feel I would just I would put this less so than broken tackles for running backs because. You kind of need the running backs to break through the line of scrimmage. You don't really need wide receivers to do that. It might be cool, but I don't know entirely how fantastic of a stat this is for receivers.
0: Yeah, uh, keep in mind for everybody, this is pretty much the first time Corey and I are talking about these together. Um,
1: yeah, I've, I've probably never looked f- at the list before this. Yeah, so well, I'm well, hearing these I'm- for the first time.
0: I'm sure we'll find uses for most of these at some point, but these are first takes, first impressions. And I haven't, even though I'm the one who sent out the tweet, I really haven't spent too much time with these myself yet. Um, Next is receptions per broken tackle, which I'm not quite sure what that
1: looks like. Receptions per broken tackle?
0: Yeah. So like last year, um, Odell had 77 receptions. He had six broken tackles, so he had twelve point eight receptions per broken tackle. I I don't know why that's a stat. Um I might have to figure out more about it. Um first impression do you care?
1: Not really. All right, we're not really at all.
0: Out. To two stats we will both love. Dropped passes.
1: Yeah, this is big.
0: And then followed up immediately by dropped passes percent drop passes per target. Yes.
1: Even more important than drop passes is drop passed percent.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, out of curiosity. So by the way, it looks as though they're only at 2018. Like, I don't think they're going to backdate at all. So we're only going to have this data for last season and this upcoming season. Um, so it it seems like we're not going to, cause you know, Odell's career started in 2014, but, um, 2018 is the only column available or a row available so we're not going to be able to go too far back using the pro football reference page but anyway doesn't matter um for right now what do you think uh how many drops do you think odell had last season
1: uh zero. Four. Oh, damn yeah that's a pretty normal number i thought it was going to be something exciting yeah oh well
0: um so now we go, that's it for receiving for rushing. A lot of it's pretty similar. Uh, so it starts off with uh, rushing attempts, rushing yards. A- again, things that are available at, in the, uh, the top part of this page, uh, first downs, which we went over already um, yards before contact. Yeah. Rushing.
1: I like this. This is a very yes. cool stat. It really lets you examine when you look at a running back's yards per carry who's doing the work? Is it the offensive line or is it the running back trying to create for himself? Like I think it was like two years ago, Marshawn Lynch had like a a four point something yards per attempt, which was very good. Uh, You know, it's decent. Uh, But he also had like negative two yards before contact which was fucking insane, which basically means he was getting hit two yards behind the line of scrimmage and then running for four more yards past it. Um, so it's really cool seeing shit like that and being able to uh, contextualize that.
0: Yeah. I like this a lot. Um, yards before contact per rushing attempt. Uh,
1: this is it's the same shit.
0: Yeah. Just a rate stat. Yeah. Um, yards after contact.
1: Uh, I like it. It's when you match it with yards before contact, it really shows a full spectrum of what that running back can do.
0: Yeah. I feel like we're very rarely going to see these two separated because of just how intertwined the two of them are.
1: Exactly. They go hand in hand. They're basically just handcuffed.
0: And as such, we have yards after contact per rushing attempt, which, you know, just the rate stat version. Nope. uh broken tackles on rushes
1: uh in a similar vein it's you know it's more important than it would be for a receiver uh, i know i mentioned that it's decently important but nothing crazy you can be a good running back without it you can be a bad running back with it yeah that this seems like
0: a, like a nice addition like like it's a, it's a bonus exactly. like yeah. this could be i think we've mentioned this about a few different stats in the past i don't recall what they were Um, But this is probably that thing that might be like a separator between he's the best running back on the team versus he's a top five or 10 running back in all of football.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like you don't need it to be the best running back on the team, but you probably do need it to be a top five running back in all of football. Right. Uh, And last but not least, uh, again, mildly confusing, um, rushes rush attempts per broken tackle. Um, I think we can both say as of right now, I don't see a point to it, but this is our first time seeing it. So we might just need more time.
1: Thoughts? I agree a hundred percent more time is needed.
0: All right. So let's go over to advanced passing. Um, there's also adjusted passing, which I'm not sure I'd seen before. So I'm going to read through that too. Um, so again, I have Sam Darnold's page up, the same exact page I had up when we did, and I um, sent these out on Twitter. Uh, starting off, the same things we usually have games, games started, um, completions, attempts, yards. And here we have first downs, which apparently is just going to be included in the um, advanced category, even though it doesn't seem advanced, but whatever. Uh, so let's go to the first real one air yards, total yards passes traveled in the air past the line of scrimmage before being caught
1: yeah this is what i was trying to talk about earlier um this is really cool of seeing where the quarterback's putting the ball and how risky he is um how willing he is to push the ball downfield that kind of stuff yeah i, li- I'm I like really, this stuff.
0: i'm really excited about this one i'm really like i have an idea for for an episode with this i'm really excited about this one to have a like actual easily pullable data because that's one of the benefits of pro football reference is that the data is very easy to get into an excel form um along with the 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 stats that come with it i'm very excited um air yards per pass completion
1: yeah, I feel like all of these air yards per completion, air yards per attempt, all that yep. kind of stuff. It's all just—it's all the same.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, different ways of looking at at the same information. All useful, but all in the same vein. Average depth of target, whether completed or not. I've never heard of this as being a stat, and I love this.
1: I, I don't know what this is. Honestly, so basically, if you're
0: if you're throwing to a guy, on average, how far away, whether you complete the pass or not, on average, how far away from you is that guy?
1: Isn't this just air yards per attempt? No, because
0: um, attempt. Hold on a second.
1: Yeah. No, no, because air, air,
0: air yards per attempt ca- takes from your yards. Right. Air um average depth of target doesn't take. Oh, yeah. Depth. Okay.
1: It's just yeah, how far yeah, away yeah. the guy's standing. All right. That makes sense.
0: I like this a lot,
1: actually. I do, too. Yeah.
0: So it's basically, I think that this could end up becoming a very useful for calculating risk, right? Like, if we look at Alex Smith, would he be like, so for reference, Sam Darnold is at uh, 9.3. So let's just treat that as base for right now. Um, So like, would Alex Smith be like a a 6.5 kind of guy? Whereas uh, Aaron Rodgers, would would he, could he be like a 13.2 kind of guy? You know, like this could be really interesting for seeing like how much of a gamble on average does this quarterback take when chucking it? I think this could be really cool.
1: Yeah, I'm all about this. Can't wait to see Jameis Winston's next year. (laughs) I am with you.
0: Uh, We have some familiar ones from the wide receiver category. Yard pass yards after the catch
1: yeah sure i mean this kind of would work nice to see her um did i just say her yes you did (laughs) god dude why am i so fucking bad at just basic english words uh it's one of those things where you got to handcuff it to actual passing yards and stuff like that to see who's doing the work is it the quarterback putting the ball in a tight window you know on the corner or is it a receiver getting something on like uh a slant route or behind the line of scrimmage and just taking the ball out forty yards because he has open space.
0: Uh this next one will go hand in hand with it. Yards per um sorry. Pass yards after completion. Pass yards after catch per completion. Again, same way of looking at the same information, still useful. Uh passes dropped and passes dropped percent.
1: Yeah, this is helpful i mean every team has drops a lot more teams have more drops than uh, others that's just the way it works it really would help out guys who it would really explain a lot of things for guys who are on teams that it really struggles to catch the ball um looking at it just on its own it's not really going to tell you anything um when you don't see the number of attempts or things like that that's uh, just the way it is, but it I can be useful.
0: Is, I think this is going to mostly come up for justification purposes, like either positive or negative. Like it's either going to come up, be like, oh, see, Eli's not that bad. Like he's, he, he, he leads the league in dropped ball percentage at like 7.8 or whatever. um, Or it's going to be like, wow, look how great Aaron Rodgers is doing in spite of his high drop. Like, I feel like it's never going to be like, oh, yeah, like Darnold's only got like a 4% drop this percent this year. He's killing it because at the end of the day, it's not a QB stat as much as it is a team stat in a lot of ways. So it'll be used. I'm just not sure what capacity yet.
1: I fully agree.
0: Uh, This one I'm fascinated by. Bad throws
1: okay so like just missed targets
0: i don't know i have to find out more about it i'm so curious it's bad throws and then bad throw percent Uh, so it's a poor throw percentage it is calculated as poor throws per pass attempt
1: i am so curious about this i guarantee you it's just uh off target passes and that's just what they refer to it as
0: i'm just wondering like if they have a um well, for one thing i'm curious i'm I'm excited for it because I want to use this, like I don't know how yet, but like I really want to, and I'm right. also a little bit curious about how they determine whether it's a bad throw or not like I like, don't know. like what if like if there's a specific defined range, you know, like yeah, more than three yards outside the target, like whatever
1: I very much do think that it is just within a certain area of the receiver, but I don't know the specific what it is, you know.
0: Exactly. Um, I'm going to read out the next four because they all, I'll read out the next three because, because they, they kind of all go hand in hand. And I'm also a big fan of these Um, blitzed. uh, Sorry. Total times blitzed total times hurried and total times hit while uh, QB hit while passing.
1: I feel like these things all got to get used together. You know, Um, that's why I read them together. Yeah. I, was trying to think of ways that you would use them on their own, but they just work so much better as a group. Um, The blitz blitz one kind of is its own deal where you don't need to blitz to get pressure. It's just the way some defensive schemes work. Like if you watch like Michigan or if you watch, um, uh, I think it's Greg Williams. I don't know. Um, It's really just, I would say, pressures hits and sacks would be a a good three to really lump together
0: i'm excited because i think this finally will give us a good way of seeing like us personally you and i Mm -hmm. of um talking about the quality of offensive lines
1: okay yeah i'd agree with that
0: yeah and especially because because it's I, I, I agree with what you said on the blitz thing, but just for the sake of having different tiers, like uh, it'll give us layers to a conversation. Like, all right, yeah, these guys are allowing a lot of hurry more than average hurries, but below average hits. So like they're bad on just after the snap, but they're good at keeping the guys off the quarterback or using it for quarterback wiliness, You know, like Rogers has a ton of hurries, but not a lot of hits because he always runs around or whatever. I'm I'm excited for for that aspect of it. That's a side of things we don't usually get into because we just don't have a good way of measuring it. I'm with you. Okay. And these last two, I will also read together Um, scrambles and yards per scramble attempt.
1: So this is basically the Russell Wilson. stat. (laughs) Yes,
0: it's the Russell Wilson stat. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, these are. This feels interesting, like a. Yeah, it's it's interesting, but like at the end of the day, it's like does this really affect how you think of your quarterback, your star quarterback? Uh,
0: this could affect how you think about your offensive line, but (laughs) um, uh, yeah, I think I think this is going to end up being a fun fact part of an episode less than it is going to be a uh, hard line. Um, this proves something episode
1: yeah yeah i would agree with you um what else we got
0: that is actually it oh um i did say i wanted to read out there's the adjusted passing which again i'm not sure if i saw this if this was here before if i'm just noticing it because i scrolled farther down on the page than i usually do but um so there's uh you know games game started qb record um Attempts passes attempt, uh, yards per attempt index where 100 is average, higher is better. It's basically a plus stat, you know, it's Y over A plus. So, Sam Darnold, um, for his yards per passing attempt plus, got a 95 last year, so he was five percent worse than the average quarterback when it came to this particular stat similarly net yards per attempt plus uh he also got 95 in this so this is a uh, uh net yards att- per attempt we've talked about before where they they factor in um a few different a few additional numbers such as sacks and sack attempts okay what do you think?
1: I would like to use it at some point that's for sure
0: <laughs> yes sir
1: um that's for- i don't know uh i mean without being able to actually See it like in a spreadsheet and being able to work with it. It's it's hard to give a strong opinion, so I think I'll save that for the episode we do it with it.
0: Yeah, if I'm gonna read one. out the the next two together as well as they kind of just fit all uh, adjusted yards per attempt. So last we had net yards per attempt. This is adjusted yards per attempt plus, plus. Uh, and then we have adjusted net yards per attempt plus. Uh, stats we've talked about both these before. Um, they're all relatively similar. They've just been uh there's just additional details that are kind of lumped into each one additional numbers are lumped into each one um so it's nice to see it it basically just saves us steps because it's something very easy to do on your own but i'll fucking take it given to me rather than having to calculate it myself yeah right um so no real reason to get into that too much um completion percentage plus i like that again something we could do on our own but it's there
1: yeah i mean I just don't have strong feelings towards it one way or the other. I feel like completion percentage isn't one of those things that it's not one of the things I care about most when looking at a quarterback. So I wish they did this with, you know, better rate statistics.
0: But Uh, at the end of the day, the last four they have are touchdown percent plus interception percent plus sack percent plus and passer rating plus.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like those more for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that's it in ter- for the, the advanced stats that got added to Pro Football Reference. I think there's a lot to be excited about with it. I'm so glad they did this because we have talked on this podcast so much about how inconvenient it can be doing uh, football um, stats because of how all over the place the source for the stats are. And this will do us both so much good.
1: Yeah, oh, it's going to be so helpful so helpful
0: yeah no and, and and like i said i think at the start of the season we both talked about or the last episode we both talked about how we want to try to find a a nice way to maybe begin our prediction of games or be able to better analyze the game to the point where we can start making informed predictions on the outcomes and i think this shit will help
1: i agree 100%. unfortunately
0: there is nothing for defense i did check i checked um secondary and lineman, like i checked jamal adams and i checked aaron donald and neither of them have anything there so i'm not sure if that's something that's to be rolled out later or something that they're still trying to figure out what they would do with that i'm um i'm sure we've talked about stats in the past that there's something i can think of off the top of my head that i would add to it right away offense is probably uh a little bit easier a little bit um more uh, on the on the front of everyone's mind in terms of advanced stats so it makes sense that they would be first if not the only thing to have the advanced category in but I am ready for this I am very excited about it. I'm almost more excited for this than I end the NFL season <laughs>
1: no I'm much more excited for the NFL season
0: no I know you are but I, I like <laughs> like
1: I like, you know how I like my numbers Corwin
0: nerd yeah I'm going to push the glasses up on my face just to really knock that point in
1: oh damn you showed me boy boy but uh anything else for today nah let's end this shit
0: ow we out your son uh if you want to follow the show on twitter you can do so at juicing pod if you want to uh hit us up via twitter nope that was that one if you want to hit us up via email you can do so at juicing the numbers at if you want to find the show um uh, website, you can do so at juice the numbers. slash website, as well as juice in the numbers.com. And until Thursday, y'all have a good one.
1: Bye.